0: be honest, I'm, I'm a little, uh, little insecure. Somebody, I appreciate that. And uh, I got to be honest, you know, it's, my, it's my last sermon here uh, as, a, as a minister here. And uh, so uh, people are like, all right, go out with a bang. And I'm like, yeah, I want to. Uh, but that makes me a little insecure because if I don't, then that's the last impression you had of me. You're like, oh, he used to be good. <laughs> So I hope that doesn't happen today, but prayerfully it, it won't there. So uh, let's go ahead, and uh, I, I do want to say thank you again. I know I, I cried last week. Uh, y'all know I don't like crying, um, so I was embarrassed uh, last week. But but uh, definitely those are tears of uh, how much you guys are mean to me in our time. Here, I definitely want to thank all of you for your example, for the love, for the support. Uh, so much uh, uh, stuff that we've received, not just spiritually, but physically. In fact, I think all of our daughter's clothes are from somebody in here. So we are, we are grateful, uh, for that and just especially the encouragement we received, uh, recently. Thank you so much all those who have, we've worked together, uh, through the years, uh, whether it be in the youth ministry, in the singles ministry, uh, or in the, uh, in the campus ministry or even putting on services. So I do want to thank all of you that we've, uh, done this for years now and to see what has become is, uh, very encouraging. Definitely want to thank the Neelands. Who have uh, been mentors in our life now, like you said, uh, for a number of years. And uh, it, it would, if it wasn't for the Neelands, I don't think we would be in the ministry. I remember Reese sending uh, me and Marlon Shows down saying, I believe you can go into the ministry. And that had revived a, a dream and a goal that I had, and to now see it uh, come to fruition years later, I uh, truly value and appreciate and appreciate all the wisdom and uh, time and experiences that we have shared, and, and I take that with me and will prolong the legacy over in Orange County. So, again, thank you so much for everything. I really, really do appreciate it, and please, please pray for us as we uh, transition down there. Amen? Let's go ahead and let's pray real quickly, and then we can get into the scriptures. Father, we thank you so much for this time. I thank you personally for uh, this group here. You know how much they have meant to me. And, God, I pray that your word is spoken right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I have to say I have held back from a number of you for many years with something that I'm about to show you. And, uh, in fact, if you were maybe in the, in the youth ministry, I think I might have showed this to you many years ago. I think Eric Rodriguez might be able to recall uh, when I showed this here. But I wanted to show you guys a video, and it will tie into the sermon here. But also, I felt like I cheated you for the last 14 years by not showing you this, okay? So I want to go ahead and show you this. Now, the, the video, it's uh, it's not the best quality because it was it was taken about 14 years ago. Uh, but you will be able to see what happens and what transpires. Okay, let's go ahead, Okay. and you can do that all over again. Uh, that was a couple months uh, after I got baptized, so the Lord gave me a, a lot that year there, that was 2001, that was aired on Christmas Eve, and uh, on, so I got a lot of people I hadn't even talked to in a long time were calling me, said, we saw you on TV, and uh, then a couple weeks later, I got some of my family members calling me, Aww. like, can I get a loan? I was like, come on, man, 22,000, that ain't that much, you know, but uh it was uh, it was great there, and so that actually going to tie into the uh, to the lesson here today. Uh, are we are we good on the um, on the, on, the, on the audio visual there? Okay, cool. All right, so no, we're not good. Okay, so that, that is the title of the lesson today. Is the price is right? All right. The price is right. And so I'm going to uh, unfortunately have to maybe speed through this a little faster uh, than, than I maybe usually. But please turn with me over to Matthew 13. OK, Matthew 13. The price is right. Now, I received a a, a I mean, it's a, a treasure, a physical, monetary treasure. I was very grateful. I was in awe. You saw me. I was dancing up there. That was my move back then in 01. That little move right there, that was my move, you know? I, I don't do it as much nowadays, but that was my move. I was so fired up. I was so grateful, but here's the thing that I learned, and that was, you know, like I said, a couple months after being baptized, that didn't compare to the spiritual treasure that I received from Christ. And that's what we're talking about—the prices, right here. I'm not talking about the cost that we necessarily have to give up. The price, right, man. These are the treasures, the rewards that we receive from being with God and knowing God. And so, the first point here is: the kingdom of God is priceless. The kingdom of God is priceless. Dave, I don't know if my. Um the, uh, the clicker's working there. Okay, we got a little problem. All right, Matthew uh, chapter 13. That's okay. We'll, we'll figure out the, uh, the AB stuff here in a second. Are you guys there, Matthew chapter 13? Verse 44, it says, Matthew 13, verse 40. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. What are we seeing Jesus say here? Obviously, he's saying, hey, look, the kingdom of heaven being the kingdom of God, they're, they're interchangeable terms. He's saying it is so valuable. Basically, he's saying it's priceless. There's nothing that, 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 that is greater of value than what you receive in being and receiving the blessings in the kingdom of God. And, it, you know, the way we, I think we can think about it, the way he's describing it for us is kind of like, you know, he said it's so much that, that, you know, you would like, you know, for us, maybe we would think the kingdom of God is like finding that, that stock that's about to, to go just crazy. You know, like if you had invested in Apple before Steve Jobs came back, you know what I mean? And now to come back or you had invested in Google or or, or, or whatever the case is at the early stages. And you say, well, what would you have gave it up? You go, I would have given up everything if I could have bought a whole bunch of stock at the beginning stages. Because you know the return that you would have received would far outweigh what you currently had. Are you with me there? That's what Jesus is laying out for us. And that's what it's like to have the blessings of the kingdom of God in your life. You will give up everything because you will receive so much more. And you well, what's the kingdom of God? Well, that's obviously God. It's a relationship with God. It's his people. It's his reign in your life. It's his presence. His leadership is basically living in a relationship with God where he's in control. He's the leader of your life. That's what it means to be in the kingdom of God. And Jesus is saying here, the price Is right. So what makes this kingdom there? What makes the blessings of God, the blessings of his people, the blessings of his leadership and his laws and his ways? And you're like, what makes it so priceless? Well, I know if we were to have time here and we were to ask and we would all have hands raised up and we can start listing the many, many blessings that we have by being in God's kingdom. Couldn't we think of some right now in your life? What's a blessing in your life by being a member of God's people? Well, let's study it out a little bit more, okay? Go on with me over to 1 Peter chapter 1, all right? You guys with me here? 1 Peter chapter 1. Give me an amen when you get there. All right, 1 Peter chapter 1. Is it working there, Dave? No, oh, okay. All right. First Peter chapter 1. Look at this here, okay? Verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have suffered, had to suffer griefs and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I mean, let's break this down some, can we? I mean, you're seeing so many blessings, so many rich treasures here that are contained by living in a right and saving and loving relationship with God. By being a member in his kingdom. I mean let's look at this again in verse 3. He says what? We have been given a new birth. And many of us can testify to that. Right? When we became a, a true Christian, we became a disciple of Jesus. We knew that we were embarking on a new journey, but we received a new life and for some of us that's what we needed, isn't it? We were looking at our lives going, man, what happened? And we can we hit the the, the reset button? And that's a blessing. And when, we, when you you Entering to God's kingdom. You get a chance to hit a reset button on your life. And all the past has been cleared. He does not hold that against you. And if we have a new life, a second chance. And what does he say? A living hope in verse 3. Now hope is good, isn't it? You ever felt hopeless? That's one of the worst feelings to have, isn't it? I'm like, man, there is no hope. But he didn't say just you have a hope. He says it's a living hope. So what does that mean? It is active. It is prevalent. It is present. And it won't fade, die, spoil, or perish. You're talking about a hope that can never fade. Did, did you hear me? We're talking about a hope that can never fade. You and I, if we are in the right relationship with God, have hope eternal. In verse 4, what does he say? We have an inheritance that will never perish kept in heaven waiting for us. Now, that's a treasure, isn't it? Now, I don't know what heavenly gold looks like, but man, that sounds awesome. That sounds like, man, when we get there, we receive this inheritance to whatever form it is. Or maybe it's just being able to see the Father finally face to face. We will have an expressible joy. Because of the blessings. What it means to be in God's kingdom. Are you guys with me here? Verse 5. What does it say there? It says, who through faith are shielded by God's power. I've read this scripture many times and that has never stood out to me until recently. Shielded by what? God's power. Now, I like hanging out with some big strong people when I go out. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, you go out and, you know, I might, uh, uh, you know, you want to feel secure, don't you? And I feel good when you see security guards or something like that. You're in a place and you're just like, okay, I just feel more secure. Now, I don't know about you, but imagine having a security guard named God. Jesus is secure. Now, now I've seen some big, you know, bouncers and security guards. You know what I mean? But nothing can compare to knowing that God's power is shielding me. The creator of Sun, Moon, Stars, Universe, Photosynthesis. Gravity. The creator of all that, and then some is the one who shields us by his power. It goes on, and what does it say in verse 7? It says, Your faith is of greater worth than gold. Our faith is so valuable, it's priceless that no earthly treasure can compare. Now, I know gold, I think, just took a dip in the market there, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter gold at its highest price. It cannot compare to our faith and trust in Jesus Christ of greater worth than gold. It goes on in verse 8. It says we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. A joy, he said, you're filled with. Not part, not some, but filled with. You know, you, you get a glass of lemonade or something, and somebody, you don't want it to be a half glass or some of a glass, right? You want that thing to the top, right? Like, hey, can you hook me up, please? Don't let, like shortchange of me on this. Like, when I go get something to drink, you know, at a, at a food restaurant, I say, no ice, please. Because they put so much ice in there, and you're like, man, I didn't get any drink. You just gave me ice. So I just, just, just scrap the ice, because I know it's cold enough for me. You know what I mean? I want it filled to the brim. Here's what we have, though. We have joy capable right there, accessible to us, that is filling us up. Not part, not some, but completely over the brim, I think. Inexpressible joy that you and I can't describe. You ever try to do that sometimes with, you know, a friend of yours that, that, that you know, you're trying to share uh, about the blessings of God in your life. And, and, and they just, you can tell, like, they really just can't get it. You, you know what I mean? Because you're like, you know what, I'm trying to express this and... I know I'm just not doing a good job, but all I can say is it's just kind of inexpressible. You, you just have to partake in it to understand. You can't relate until you experience it. That's the type of joy that we have ready available for us. Inexpressible. So glorious that we will marvel at it. It's a joy that you'll be like, wow. It's beautiful. It's miraculous. It's incredible. Greater than the seven wonders of the world. It is something that we will be in awe of. In verse 9, it says, the salvation of your souls. What is that? That's an eternal relationship with God. That's living for eternity in the peace of God. Living for eternity and resting in the presence of God. This is what makes being a member, a full fledged card carrying member of the kingdom of God, so priceless. And it makes sense then when Jesus has his parable saying, Hey, you would give up everything if you knew the value of what it means to be in my kingdom. Because there's so much, and this is just some. We have to do a whole series to really study out so many blessings that we have in God. In fact, are we done with the series, Reese? Okay, we're almost (laughs) done with the series. Sorry, I couldn't finish it out with you guys. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Jesus lives on. But imagine all these different things. I want you to imagine this. Okay, here, stay with me here. Imagine having a a new life. A hope that doesn't die. Treasure in heaven waiting for you. God's power for protection. An indescribable joy to the max. And an eternal relationship with God. How does that sound? Sound okay? Sound enticing? Sound fun? Does it sound good? See, the kingdom of God is priceless. It is all that and then some. It will be the most glorious, and it is the most glorious thing that we can be a part of. And I'm sure, like I said earlier, many of us can testify to the blessings that we didn't even touch on in the scriptures yet. Of what it means to have an eternal, saving, and loving relationship with God. So I know I want to ask, and as I was reading this and setting this out for myself, if you're a member here of God's kingdom, do you realize what you have? And do you appreciate it? Do you realize what you have, and do you appreciate it? Because as we look at this, I'm humbled. It makes me grateful. It makes me in awe. And it gets me excited. And to me, it begs the question then. Since the kingdom of God is so priceless, since a relationship with God, since being a follower of Jesus of Christ, being a follower of Him is so priceless, then the question is for me and you today is what are you going to do with it? If you have that treasure right there, readily available to you, what are you going to do with it? Because, see, when you have treasure or you have something of great value, you do something with it, don't you? Many of us might have trophies or certain things that we really value. And so we put it into nice cases and, or, and we want to display when people come over to our house. That's, you know, we want to make sure we take them to that part of the room and say, hey, look at what, what I have here. And then we have other things that we don't value as much, don't we? And then we, uh, then whatever happens. Oh, did that break? Oh, that's Okay. Oh, it got dirty, it's okay, we'll buy a new one. Or sometimes we have something that we value at the initial stages, but over time it starts to fade. You know, me and Dave Marr went to uh, we went to several Clipper basketball games. Dave Marr is like one of six people who is a real Clippers fan. Um, and so we went to Clippers games a couple times throughout the years, and uh, they came in, and so I used to work in sports radio, and one time, uh, we I think this is yeah when we were in the suite, we were able to go into the suites and watch the game there, and they came in, and I think they uh, offered us some type of like trivia quiz or something, I can't even really remember, and I answered it right, and so then they gave me a ball signed by the whole Clipper team. And I was fired up. I was like, wow, I was just excited to be here. Now I get this ball. This is awesome. Now, this is the Clippers before the last couple years. So this were not like the Clippers that are good. This is like the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? And so I get this ball, but I'm excited. I'm telling everybody, well, you know, I, didn't, I don't think they had Facebook back then. But if they did, I would have took a little selfie with it. You know what I mean? Like, I was excited about it. And so I think, I don't know if it was Karina, somebody gave me a little case or a little something to kind of present the ball. So if you come to my house, you would see this ball. I'm like, oh, wow, you got it signed by a number of people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was signed by the Clippers, but it was signed. You know what I mean? And I used to have, I have it held up. And then after years, it just became, you know, kind of decoration. And so I even re- recently looked at it and I was like, oh, man, what did I do to this thing? I kept it in the sun and now all the, all the signatures are starting to fade. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know who was on that team anyway. None of them were Hall of Famers. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll give it to Dave or something. Maybe he could appreciate it. And I go, man, if you would have saw the contrast from the beginning to today, you say, wow, what happened, Marcel? You don't appreciate it the way you once did. I think for some of us, this is what we're doing with the kingdom of God. We valued it when we came in. Oh, I'm fired up. I can't wait to share this. Then time came. Some trials came. Whatever. Life hit. Kids, whatever the case may be. Oh, I have a different focus or this or that. And it started to fade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I still love it. Oh, you know what? This ain't really all that. It's not all that I cracked. Oh, that was just young. That's why I was so excited and grateful. You don't appreciate all the blessings that we have. It didn't apply to just when we first became a Christian. It applies today and forever. Are you with me? And this is what I think. What we need to do is we need to appreciate. We need to commit and we need to share the blessings and the treasures in the kingdom of God. We don't have enough time here. But just write this down. John chapter 1, 35 through 51. And this is a story here of Jesus' first calling the disciples. And when they see, they they come to realize that Jesus is the Messiah. And that meant that the kingdom of God was on its way. They were so excited that what they did is, one, they started following Jesus. But two, they started bringing in their relatives with them so that they themselves can see and notice the Messiah and the kingdom of God. And I believe they serve as a great example for you and me today. And what I mean by this is, again, I think what we need to do with this treasure is appreciate, commit, and share it. Appreciate or realize what we have. Be grateful and accept the blessings. Appreciate the blessings. Now, if you're not a true Christian today, you have never really fully committed yourself to Christ, then I want to encourage you, please go and find out what this means. Because again, what I'm saying might sound like a different language to you because you can't understand. But once you experience, trust me, you'll be up here testifying yourself. Now, for some of us that have been Christians, again, I want to encourage us to go and appreciate the blessings that you have in Christ. And I know this is hard, especially for a number of us who grew up in the church. Because you don't realize that, wow, what you have isn't normal. And that's what we learned of being in the youth ministry. Is I'm like, wow, they don't realize what they have, and so you take it for granted. And you oh, yeah, everybody's nice. Oh, yeah, people always sacrifice. Oh, yeah, people are loving. No, that's not true at all. And so I know it's hard to understand what you have. But I want to encourage you and beg of you to listen to your parents, to listen to the mentors in your life who tell you, you have it so good. And appreciate it now, don't let it slip away. And I know for some of us who've been Christians for a number of years, We can lose appreciation at times, or we can think other treasures might be worth it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can anybody relate to that? I want to encourage you to, again, read over this passage. I want to encourage you, again, to look at the blessings you have received since becoming a Christian. I believe that will lead to automatic appreciation and gratitude. And next, what that will lead to, I believe, at least for me, is commitment. You know, in the parable that Jesus has, once they realize what they have, right, the kingdom of God is his treasure, what do they do? They fully commit. He says, I'm going to sell everything. I'm not holding back anything. And that's what we should do. We shouldn't hold back an ounce of our soul, an ounce of our being, our drive from Christ. We should give it all to him. We see that with the disciples. They devoted their lives, lived, preached, and died for their faith. For them... The price was right. It was worth it. And I believe we too need to remember that the price is right and commit fully to Christ. Are you guys with me here? And lastly, share it. What can we do with this? We we appreciate, commit, and share. You know, this treasure that we have in Christ is not meant to stay just with us. It's meant to be shared with others. It's meant to be given and distributed. It's not something like we think we might receive some type of treasure or gift or something like that. Like my USC, you know, hoodie that I have. Thank you so much. Neil, as you guys know you're a man after my own heart. You understand what would encourage me and I appreciate that. But I'm not going to share that with a whole bunch of you. I'm not going to be like, hey, y'all want to borrow my new USC? No, I don't think so because you won't treat it right. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I love you. But then plus I want to come back with stains and you know what I mean? Like that just ain't, ain't going to work. That treasure that I received is not meant to be shared. But the treasure of God, oh, that's meant to be shared. That's not supposed to stay in-house. That's something that is a gift that keeps on giving. Imagine when I won on The Price is Right, I didn't go and tell a soul. When I won, I came back, you saw I was happy. But as soon as I got out of the studio, I said, I ain't telling anybody. I don't want people to know her. Man, that's just me. I'm just going to enjoy that for myself. Well, what if I shared it? Y'all be looking at me and some of you right now are like, man, that's foolish. What are you talking about? Why would you not share that? That's such a great thing. Exactly. The blessings and treasures of God. How could you not share that? What reason or excuse could stop you from sharing the blessings that you have received freely from God? Hope, protection. An undying faith, salvation, treasures in heaven, the list goes on. The group of people who love you deeply, sincerely, and truly who sacrifice for you. We should be sharing that freely. Should anybody really have to tell us or encourage us to do this? Not really. No, we, we, we do. But nobody really had to encourage me or challenge me to go and talk about me winning on The Price is Right. Hey, Marcel, you should really go do that. What? No, I want you. Trust me. When I got out, I got on my phone and I was calling people. I went all the prices right. And the same thing. We have salvation. I have eternity. I want to share that with you. I want you to experience that with me. You guys get what I'm saying here. I think the thing we can do with God's treasure, again, is to appreciate, commit, and share. It is priceless. What are we going to do with it? Here, let me give you a couple things here I think we can do this week. Some action steps, okay? You guys know I like to be very practical. Amen? So let's quickly go over this. If, again, if you're here visiting with us here, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. I want to encourage you. Hey, study the Bible and find out what it means to be in God's kingdom. And I want to encourage you. Don't waste time. Go ahead and go full force in entering God's kingdom. Then, you, again, you'll be able to testify and prove and, and, and agree with what I'm saying here today to be true. Actually, what the scriptures are saying to be true. But for the rest of us who are members of the congregation, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Write down, this just this week, okay? Write down the blessings that the kingdom of God has had in your life. Personally, write down these blessings that you have received from being a member of God's family in your life. And then, after you do that, do something with that treasure. Do something with it. That might be sharing. That might be commit. That might be a number of things. That might just lead to you breaking out in in worship. But do something with that treasure. I believe we all do this this week. I think it can produce some cool things. I can think it will produce some change. I think it'll produce some inspiration. I think it'll produce some joy. Just imagine how different would you feel and how different would you live your life if you were in touch with the treasures that you currently have in Christ? How would you feel? How would you live your life if you were in touch with these many blessings? I believe that you would be grateful. I believe that you have peace that is indescribable. I believe that you would have joy that seems odd to others looking in or looking from the outside. I believe you have less stress when you face the trials in your life. And I believe that you have an impact that could be eternal. The kingdom of God is priceless. We need to appreciate, commit, and share this treasure. Let's close on out in Matthew chapter 13. You guys still with me here? Matthew chapter 13, where we started. Verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had Embodied, Brothers and sisters, we love you. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you in Orange County. But I want to encourage you with the price is right. Amen.
1: Let's close out in a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much uh, just for this amazing service. And, you know, it's bittersweet to see... Uh, Marcel and Karina be leaving us, but God, we send them with all love and encouragement and joy knowing uh, that they're going to continue to do your will and your work there. And God, how much bigger you are than just the Lifeway Church, how much bigger you are than the L.A. Church of Christ. God, your kingdom is worldwide. And no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, uh, you truly... Uh, thunder ahead of us, God, preparing the way for us and for them. And we are so excited to know uh, and hear about uh, the great, great things that they're going to do in Orange County. God, we love you so much. We pray for a great uh, rest of this week. And we pray all these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen.